a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. No matter how strong or resilient you believe you are, you can't deny the fact that things around you are constantly changing. And you can either change with them or stay stuck in your rigid ways of thinking forever. And you can either look for the bad in your life and attract that, of course, or look for the good and find it. Like it or not, the circumstances around you, they're going to change. Like nothing is staying the same. And you will need to adapt with them and create something positive out of it, or you can stay stuck forever in that constant loop. And that's what keeps you stuck. So if you can't adapt to change, then you'll be left behind with all the rest. And where will you be standing when you're feeling stuck and have nowhere else to go? Making a pivot in your life begins with self-awareness. And it begins with realizing the circumstances around you are flawed and admitting that you're not perfect and will never be. There's no such thing as perfection. In fact, the more imperfect you are, you are imperfectly perfect. That's how I see it. And when you can do that, you can start to see things differently and take small steps to change the world world or your mindset and all the things that are happening around you. I remember when I started working with a woman who entered my group coaching program with this limiting belief that there were just no good men out there who wanted to date her. In fact, no men, period. I mean, by the time she came to me, she couldn't even get on a phone call with a a guy. She had been online for years, reached out to many men, but she couldn't get any men to move on with her. And she didn't really know why. Uh, And, you know, by the time she entered my program, she was just about to give up and resign to being alone. And she knew she was a bit serious, okay? She knew that she didn't smile a lot. She was more factual and direct in the way her conversations went, and she lacked sexy confidence. So there were some pieces of the puzzle we knew that were kind of contributing to this. And she, she just never saw herself that way. And she literally said out loud, Kimmy, there are no men out there for me, period. And I said, well, as long as you tell yourself that, then you're making it true. And during the program, she learned to open up her body language. She switched her clothes to show off her feminine curves with dresses and bright, sexy outfits. And I taught her the art of flirting. And we put her on a dating plan that looked different from her just like numbing out and swiping on the same apps, not really being intentional with that. And she needed a serious reboot and switch in her mindset and thinking. So she started practicing flirting with men in real life, everywhere and anywhere she went. She she smiled and she had conversations with them. She learned the art of feminine conversation. She changed her pictures online. You know, we worked on her body language and that really shifted her energy and the signal she was putting out and bam, she started having men interested in her for the first time. And she never believe that this could happen to her. And she had several phone dates and she just announced her first physical date happening soon. And, you know, she, 
the the whole notion of her talking about, well, there are no good men out there for me. I flipped the script and I said to her, I want you to say out loud every day, there are an abundance of men who want to date me. And that is exactly what happened. And so she had to pivot in her mindset, approach, and perspective in order to change her result. When you admit you have work to do and use strategies to override bad habits and patterns, you can grow into the person you need to be and accomplish what you want. And with me today is an inspiring woman who has had to personally pivot her life to create success and now helps others do that too. She is an award-winning author, former Pro Curves model. She is gorgeous, by the way, you'll see. Turned woman in construction, keynote speaker, and results-driven success architect. She helps entrepreneurs with her unique remodel you method so that business owners and entrepreneurs can match their income with their invaluable impact. You can find articles about her work in the New York Weekly, the Wall Street Journal, Fox News, CNBC, and a whole lot others. Welcome, Amber Ibera. Are you there? <laughs> Oh, there I am. There you are. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on today. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Oh my God, I am too. And I think there's a lot to talk about, you know, given, you know, your journey and what you do and just how it all pertains to life, not just with dating, but also like in business. So yeah, I would just love to hear more of your story. How did how did you get here? You know, what got you into focusing on all this? Yeah, you know, interesting enough, what got me focused on it was losing sight of who I was in a relationship. I, you know, as you just mentioned, I come from the fashion industry. I'm a creative at heart. I am an artist in the forefront. And going from being a creative and then a curves model, I decided to move back to Texas after traveling the world with the fashion industry. And I found myself in a partnership and relationship with someone that I started a company with. And three and a half years down the road, the company was absolutely successful. We were running a you know multi-seven figure business. Everything was going great, but that person and I didn't stick. And um, I go through what I called a business divorce. You know, when, it, of course, reflecting back now, you always in the future, once you're healed and life is wonderful, you think, oh, that's the one thing I could have done different was probably sell the company versus dissolve it. But there was so much learning in that process. And the interesting thing that I also want to end up talking about is that even when we go through those losses or through those learning lessons and times in our life, the beautiful thing is that we're never starting from scratch. Mm. Once I realized that, because when when we dissolved that company, I thought, well, what's next? I, I maybe I'm going back to the fashion industry, but I I have this new trade and I'm so good at it and I know how to make it successful. And then it just down on me, who said that I can't open my own? And that's exactly what I did. And I've been running my own construction company for you know over five years now by myself, like hundred percent own it, and. Um, from that, in parallel, I've been able to build my coaching company that's now, I feel really successful. And of course, success is very relative, but in my eyes to where I want it to be. And of course, I want it to grow. But now here we are, I'm I'm speaking and I'm coaching and that, you know, inflection point, that time in my life, that shift was so big for me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's it's built my character in a way that in my business and self-esteem in a way that I don't think I could have ever been at this level if I hadn't had to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. So, kind yeah. of in, in a nutshell, that's that's what's gotten me here. And I'm I'm just excited that I've been able to turn that into this opportunity and I'm enjoying where where I am in life at the moment. <laughs> well, you gotta be the hottest construction business owner that I've ever seen. <laughs> Can I just say that if if you are watching YouTube or you see this on an audiogram, like she's gorgeous and wearing hot pink, love, love, love. We're like, thank you over here. You're twinning today. I love it. I know. And in sync. Well, and because I was wondering, like when you had to pivot, you know, when you when you had that like divorce, as you put it, which is it's so true, because whether it's like a business relationship or a love relationship, a breakup is a breakup is a breakup, you know, and it still has the same like hurt and um repair that needs to happen to rebuild. And I wondered what made you actually kind of pick yourself up from the rink, so to speak, because I'm sure you were knocked down at that moment and not go back to what you knew, but like reinvent yourself into something that was totally different. Yeah, there were many moving parts. Unfortunately, the one that I was in, a big reason of getting out was it had turned abusive. And um, I used to not like to say that because there was so much shame behind it. And then I realized, you know, I had talked to a cousin of mine who went through something similar and um, she ended up getting an actual divorce from her marriage. And uh, she's very successful in her own right. And just realizing that so many strong women out there have been in situations that they have not felt so strong that they had to find their strength. And I thought, what a disservice if I'm not honest in, I tell so many other parts of my life, why would I keep this one to myself if it's been such a big part of my own shift in identity and boosting my confidence, getting back up from that, picking myself up from the bootstraps after that. And so to me, that was the big shift is I had lost all my confidence. I was not confident. I I was not, I was very shameful in the way I let, allowed someone to, you know, treat me in my business and in my relationship at the time. And so there was a lot of self-reflection. I'm grateful in the sense of once I did dissolve the company, I had about, I had a good 30 to 60 days to kind of really have to make a step and um, figure out what was next for me. What did that look like? And so, of course, like any normal person would do, I booked a you know thirty day trip to Europe to go discover myself, <laughs> like any person would love to. Uh, <laughs> and the interesting part um, is, you know, when you don't deal with your emotions and with the things that keep repeating in your mind, you cannot know. Mediterranean Sea or any beautiful new mountaintop or driving Ferraris in the hilltops of Italy. Like, I don't care what cool experience you could have in the world. There's nothing that's going at the end of the day. It is you and yourself with those same thoughts. And if you have not changed those thoughts, you cannot run away from them. And I found that out very quickly. So to me, it's like that beautiful realization that it's okay to get away, but not to run away. Get away so that you could rediscover who you are. Uh, don't do it to run away from a hard situation because you're you're going to have to come back and face it at some point. It may not be in that same location, but maybe it is because where are you building your life? And so realizing that 
shortly after my business divorce, it was almost kind of a relief because I've forgotten who I was in the first place with this person. I had allowed myself to go there. You know, at this point I was, I was, it was from 24 to probably, uh, I was just about to turn 30. Uh, thus my book thriving in a 30, that's where that came from. Uh, I was 29 and I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I failed at this business. I failed at this relationship. I'm going into my thirties thinking I'd be this like successful entrepreneur and I'm starting from ground one again. Mm. And the beautiful part of that was I got to reshape who I thought I was. I got to dig into the core of what are my values? Where did I let some of them slip from the wayside? And where am I going to learn to put up boundaries again so that this never happens? I love that. There's so many things that you said in there that I just, I want to highlight because you said such important things. And I think overall, what you're saying is I love how you used kind of your challenges or your adversity and, and made them gifts in ways that you could learn from, you know, and move on to. And that whole notion of it's okay to, to get away, not run away. That's brilliant. Like, I mean, that is just (laughs) awesome. Cause there is such a fine line between kind of numbing out and forgetting the pain by escaping. But, but you also don't want to like be sitting there in your cocoon and crying to death your whole life either, you know? So there is that balancing act of, of moving and, and taking action as well as reflection, you know? And so it sounds like you kind of had that balance going on. I wondered, was there like a pivotal moment that made you pivot, you know? Cause I mean, obviously this was accumulating, there was abuse and, you know, cause there's a lot of people that I work with and they're staying in abusive relationships and they don't see another way you know, and, and they're kind of fallen into that victim mentality. It's like, well, this is my life. I don't, and they hang on to maybe the good times or the good stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So was there something that like caused you to really leap? You know, gosh, there was maybe one year that was good. So this was two and a half years in the planning. Ah. I, at the time it was so what I was going through felt so drastic for me and so dramatic that I literally called it escaping. I didn't even call it, you know, oh, I'm going to try to leave or anything like that. So was there one moment? Um, I mean, yeah, when, you know, I I found myself on the floor Mm. with a busted open lip and Never in any relationship I had ever been in. No one, no one had ever even yelled at me. Like I, I, I like to think I handle confrontation and arguments with grace and let's talk about this. And I want to have this genuine, like, com- let's learn our communication styles. And um, this was just completely different. And I was in shock and I didn't know how to handle it. And to me, that that was a pivotal moment when you cross a line or a boundary of you really feel so out of alignment because you have actually gone against your own self. Mm. That's the biggest pivotal moment. And um, I, you know, it wasn't even probably a few months after that, that I was like, well, what's, what's the company worth if my own well-being is suffering? And so that was one of the big ones. And then I allowed myself probably a good almost a month to just, is, you know, sulk and cry and lean on the people in my life. Like my mom's my best friend. She really is. I'm so grateful for her. We have the best relationship and just 
you know, she came and she cooked, you know, my favorite meals with me. And I talked to her about things probably a hundred times and um, just allowing myself to vent and to get it out. And after that period of time, I just thought to myself, I mean, life cannot continue looking like this. I'm not going to sulk. The last few years, I let this person run my mind in a negative way. And there was so much toxicity that I know no longer, it cannot go past this one day. And so it literally takes making sure that you get out of bed and when you don't want to fighting against the emotions, it's the easiest way I can explain it. It's like when you don't want to go to the gym, but you know, you have a goal to get into better health, but then you go to the gym and you're like in there and you put your shoes on and like everyone else is working out. And then you, you do your cardio and then you leave that gym feeling so good. So I just had to remind myself if I could get past that initial emotion that is telling me, no, Amber, you don't want to get out of bed. Yes, you allow, you need, you deserve more time to just lay here and feel sorry for yourself. Once you get over that, that hump and you keep the promise to yourself that you committed to of saying it starts today, this change, I don't know how, but it's going to start by not sleeping in and by reevaluating life by asking me, what do I want to do next? That's when the confidence slowly starts to build up. I love that. Yeah. And then the name of the game is to keep doing it, right? Because once once you get over the hump and you have that experience of, ooh, I like that I'm exercising and I'm feeling energized, then it's going to the gym on a regular basis, you know, and putting yourself into practice and moving. So that. No, that's really powerful. And I wondered, and and this, I, I don't know much about your personal life and I, I don't, I don't want to dig too far into it, but were you dating at the time? Like when all this was going on and do you have someone in your life or it was this hard to do during this time, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't dating anyone else um, to be really honest. So all of this happened about, you know, five years ago. And uh, I haven't had a serious relationship yet. And I have been dating. And I was just talking to one of my good friends the other day about it. I said, you know, it feels so good after five years. I, a few of the people that I dated, it, it was interesting, right? When you're in a relationship, it's almost like, So your environment changes. It's almost like your friendship circles. They could impact and influence and trigger negative or positive, depending on that person and the dynamics of you within that relationship or friendship or partnership or any ship. (laughs) And and so what was interesting, I told my friend is the quality of men I've been attracting lately, Mm -hmm. it's even if... There's one person in particular I'm kind of talking to, and it's like, even if nothing were to happen and we are just good friends for a really long time, the fact that this is the quality of person that I attract gives me so much relief in how much I've worked on healing. And that feels so good because there's just pure love and kindness and generosity. And there's there's this um, openness of allowance of saying, okay, this is just who I am. And maybe the world looks at me in this little nutshell in my profession, but like, let's be open with who we are as people. And it's just, the conversations are different. And 
it feels really beautiful because I know where I, you know, where I started five years ago with that relationship that was a really big part of my life. And that really changed me a lot. So I hope that kind of answers the question. No, that's exactly what I was, I I was getting to and hoping that you would reflect on because that's the power of the pivot and you, you know, you attract what you are and, you know, you're being kind on yourself. So it's not like rocket science in the way I look at it, that you're attracting more kind people, you know, and it's, it's like how you look at yourself, view yourself, treat yourself is what you definitely attract. And I think you're feeling that energy around you. It's so awesome. I remember there was a woman who I was working with and she had a really toxic um, work situation and it was a client and she had to like really service him. He was abusive. It was almost as if they were dating, but it was a client. And I said, this very situation is keeping you stuck. Like you're not even able to date anybody until you get rid of this guy and you need to talk to HR and you need to get a handle on this. Cause this is abuse. And she was so scared. She was like, she was just kind of like swimming in it. And finally she did it because I made her. And when, (laughs) when she finally did it, it was this like huge sense of relief and HR was totally supportive of her. And it clicked, like what happened to you happened to her. Like the minute she got rid of that toxicity, she started dating up a storm and like, finally she landed this great guy, you know, but it was, it was that like, you know, tornado that was, she was swirling in that was keeping her stuck. So I love that you said that way. And you said that you have this method, it's called the power of the pivot remodel method. What What is that about? And how do you help people with it? Yeah. So it's called the remodel you method. And think, I like to think of it or think of us as a home. Mm-hmm. You want to keep the foundation of who you are. That foundation has to be solid so that the house that is there and is beautifully built, say for instance, your life's going good, but you want it to go to great. Well, let's take a look inside of that. There, you know, maybe it needs a new coat of paint. Maybe you're looking at the living room and into the kitchen and you're saying, you know, kind of want to demolish this one wall because then I have this like open floor plan. And so to me, this remodel you is all about keeping the foundation of yourself, but really reworking the inner workings of who you are. And um, your girl here loves a good acronym. So the model, M-O-D-E-L, it's how can I gain momentum in my life? How can I hold an upkeep to my obligations? That's for the O. The D is how can I create demand? So whether this is in business or in a relationship, you want to create that demand for you because you are so unique and so impeccable mm. that you want to be that woman that is in demand for that thing. Okay, that's the D. The E is, of course, super important because that's all environment. The reason why we get stuck in the first place, whether especially in relationships, is if that environment is toxic or it's unhealthy. So how can we surround ourselves with the right people? You and I, before this interview, we were talking about masterminds. We're big believers yeah. in and I, I love that. I We invest in ourselves because we want to grow. We want to get better. Well, if we're growing and we're the smartest person in the room all the time, then how else will we ever get outside of our own minds and want to flourish at a you know higher capacity? So environment. And then the L is leverage. How can you leverage the relationships in your life? And All leveraging means is adding value. How can you add value to other people, which seemingly, of course, makes them want to add value into your life. And it becomes this beautiful full circle. And by the time you know it, 
you've truly remodeled who you are. You're not completely reinventing yourself. I'm not saying that you have to go from, you know, you know, Z from X to Y to Z and be this whole other different person. You're still, you're still you. We're keeping the same values and everything of, of who you are. We're just getting a new, you know, coat of paint, <laughs> new, <laughs> new fresh paint on you, maybe demolishing some walls that, that are keeping you from uh, the desires of your life. And that's a little bit of, of the methodology that I teach. I love it. Well, could the fresh paint look like a new red dress, as I always talk about? <laughs> it could even be a, a beautiful red lip. Yes. 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 I I really love your model. model. Um, I think it's fantastic. And I totally can see how that would apply to love life for sure. You know, and, and the notion of remodel, not reinvention is really interesting because I think if you weren't happy with who you were before, and you think about reinvention, there's, there's a different like association with that than, Hey, I love who I am. I just need some tweaks and I need to look at it in a whole new way. It's a, it's a psychologically a really good reframe. So I love it. Also to me, the way I think of it, and of course I've used, this has all been applied in my own life. And that's of course how I came up with the methodology, but to me that it's the, it's almost like the silent killer of what keeps us stuck. Because when you think of reinventing yourself, you're almost, most people reinvent themselves, I I feel, when something really traumatic happens or we're at our lowest and we've got to reinvent our lives and here we come back to the world where remodeling means maybe you're staying in a relationship or in a partnership because, mm, I mean, it's okay, right? It feels comfortable. I'm kind of used to it. And you kind of miss the fact that you could step into your greatness, but you're staying stuck in good. So if you can use this tool to just remodel you a little, it could give you the momentum you need to step into your greatness versus, eh, I mean, nothing's going bad in my life. Nothing's wrong with this relationship. You know, he gets home, I get home, we watch TV, we go to bed, we do the same thing tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, but how, like, so in business, Mm-hmm. Excuse me, let's take a sip of water. <laughs> oh my God, you can take a sip of water, a sip of wine, whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, my throat's been, my throat's so dry. It's, it's actually cold here in Texas or what I think is cold. But um, so it's kind of like when you are in a relationship and honestly, I've kind of lost track. <laughs> like my, throat, <laughs> my throat got dried and I'm like, hold off. I need to take water. Well, no, because I think you were saying, we were talking about, at least how I'm going to summarize is the state of complacency. Like you might be in this like good enough state, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't like move you to the next level. And so I think you were about to like say how that applies maybe to relationships and dating. I got it back. Yeah. Good. The example I was going to give was like business. Um, Mm -hmm. In in this, I, you you know how they say your, what are your KPIs, your key performance Well, I like to dig into what are your KFIs? What are your key fulfillment indicators? Because you could feel like you're doing good, but what is that in comparison to? What is your ideal quality of life? And the things that really fulfill you, have you let them slip by the wayside because you've overcompromised in that partnership or relationship or friendship or what could we shift so that you're more fulfilled? Thus, 
you become so, like Oprah Winfrey says, I love this, become so full of yourself that it is just overflowing, you know, and, and then that's when we're able to give even more to um, our partners and, and the people we care about in our lives. That's beautiful. And it is, I, I call it leaking, you know, cause sometimes we leak things that we're not happy with and it shows up in other ways. Like we might say out loud, Oh, well, I'm happy, you know, where I'm at, but then your body language, the way you communicate your actions might say otherwise, you know? So are, are you also living in congruency with what you're mm-hmm. saying right out loud and also what you're living? And I think what you're speaking to is so important is to constantly pivot, constantly push yourself. I mean, we all learned this during the pandemic. Everyone was saying that, right? Like, Oh, I need to pivot. I need to pivot. But why, why do we have to wait for a pandemic for that to happen? And that's why I was asking you your pivotal moment, like what got you, you know, to really like leap. And I think what I love about your model is that it's more proactive than, you know, waiting for something horrible to happen. Cause I've talked to a lot of people and they'll wait for the person to cheat to actually leave the relationship or whatever that is. And so how can you constantly empower yourself to be that queen or Oprah Winfrey, as you say, I love that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because how, what are we doing in our lives now to boost our confidence with the actions we take? Because if we don't do the smaller things, like have the con- the conversation that you don't want to have that, oh, but what if it turns into an argument that leads to this or leads to that? If we don't start there, then how can we trust ourselves to take some of the bigger actions in our life? How are we ever going to take the leap of change, true inner change, um, if we don't start with the conversations, right? That yes. we don't want to Yes. And those smaller action steps too. There's a a woman in one of my groups that I'm doing currently and she announced to the group, she's like, I know intellectually I need to like put myself out there, but the fear keeps getting in the way. She's like, but I'm fearful that I'll get hurt again, you know, based on her previous relationships. And I said, well, what if you, instead of thinking about it, like so big, like, oh, I got to get out there and date. I said, what if you just said, well, let's just go out and make eye contact with five men and just, report back to the group what happened like starting really small so I had the the group members hold her accountable so in two weeks I'll see if she does it like she her assignment is to go to a meetup and just talk to some gentlemen and say hi like that's it <laughs> I love that and you know it's so fun you you've actually and just inspired me to you know go out a little bit more and have some more conversations because it it really is it's so fun and it's it's a confidence booster mm-hmm. and to me it's like rejection is just redirection and and that's with the smaller and bigger things in life even men okay you don't know what you were saved from from that person let's say no thank you not today um but i i, I love that idea and the rejection re I mean, there's so many like meanings to that. That was really funny. I don't think you even meant it. <laughs> but how, how was that perceived? Right. Erection. <laughs> 
so I usually even know that you had such a like awesome metaphor for the show. So ladies, <laughs> take that um, advice. That was awesome. Um, gosh, we could go on and on, I think, the two of us, but um, I love everything that you're saying. And I think this just whole notion of starting small, really like pivoting and using your your model model is just, I, I think, a brilliant way to start. Um, do you want to share any like parting words of wisdom and also like talk about your books where people can find you? Yeah. So the book that I have is Thriving Into 30 and you can find it on Amazon, but really the best way to uh, follow or connect honestly is through Instagram. That's the main hub that I use. And I'm just at my name at Amber Ibarra and any parting words, I would just remember that I'm sure all of the amazing women listening to your wonderful show out and there. And men, by the way. And oh men. my gosh. And men, hello out there. Yeah, hello, men. And and hello. some men might be listening to you and want, want to reach out. So I'm just saying. DM <laughs> at Amber Ebar. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Applications now open. No, yes. um, Love it. So I, I think the last thing I'd part with is just, you know, Something I've also been working on, I don't know if so, anyone here could relate, it's so easy to maybe lose yourself in a new connection. And the biggest piece of advice that I'm also working on is just to always revert back to filling your cup first. And when you do finally meet that right person, and it is going to happen, I hope you believe it in your soul, it's going to happen. It is. I know it's going to happen for me. I'm 35, never been married, no kids. I have a dog. I travel a lot. Right. And it's like, I'm so hopeful still. I just, I know it's going to happen. And my right person is just, it's a, it's the timing. And I just hope that you keep filling your cup because you're going to attract that person that's going to come to you fully. And you will be two full people creating a life together in unison. And so just don't give up the hope. Keep working on yourself. And I just appreciate the time here today. I can't wait to listen to more episodes of your show. I love the conversations you have with people. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for, for coming on. And don't and keep wearing pink. It's your color. <laughs> Same. <laughs> thank you. And thanks so much for joining me today. You listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are feeling stuck in a loop and need to pivot to create success in your love life, hop on a call with me to map out a plan in getting there. Just click the link you see in the show notes to schedule that. And who knows, that one small change just by hopping on a call with me could change the entire course of your life. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.